drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. This is where I usually mention the hops, which are still still part of the team here, but um, we're still trying to figure out when they're going to open. Still no updates, nothing like that. But if you're looking for a job in the food industry, general manager, some service servers, uh, go ahead and, and jump in and, and do that. But we're going to talk some Detroit Lions, another loss, an insane offensive explosion, really. The Detroit Lions uh, let us down, though, again, by losing 48-45 to um, as the Lions scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, but the defense couldn't get off the field to save their life. And threw, they also threw a pick six uh, in, their, in the start of the second half, uh, which, I mean, was basically the only flaw in the nearly perfect um, offensive game that they, they put together. And, and that was a rough. They, they just missed the onside kick towards the end there. Um, another, close get, another close loss and sends the Lions to 1-3 and three, um, on the young season. Goff was stellar, going 26 of 39 for 378 yards and four touchdowns. In the pick six, I already mentioned, uh, but putting up, uh, numbers like that without Swift, um, without St. Brown, and, and without Shark. I mean, it was very, very impressive uh, performance by by Goff. Once again, he's he's honestly the way that they have this offense humming. It is one of the best offenses. Well, we're getting to the stats here, but like it's one of the best offenses statistically. And just the way they're executing is, I, I've never seen it before. And it's awesome to see number one scoring offense, I believe, in the NFL. Yeah, number um, one. I don't, I don't know that I would ever had imagined the Detroit Lions <laughs> and, and that statistic being in the same sentence, unless we're the ones uh, playing that team exactly. each week. Yeah, and it changes. Uh, but yeah, I mean the defensive woes, man. Talk about it's blowing cool. a good thing that you had going there. Um, it's a huge loss when it comes down to it. Because let's face it, I think Seattle will be one of the bottom bottom feeder teams mm-hmm. by the end of the season. Um, props to Geno for doing his thing. I mean, they they're missing Russell Wilson, but you can't really tell. Yeah. Um, but like you said, Jared Goff played a heck of a game. Unfortunately, fantasy football purpose wise. I played against Jared Goff this week. Did you? And yeah. I got torched. <laughs> That's no good. Um, Jamal Williams ha- had a nice game, 108 yards on 19 rushes and two touchdowns. Uh, did have one catch, but also had a couple drops again that I think is very the, – the biggest reason why I think Swift is so important to this offense because he does catch the ball out of the backfield um, on top of he's more explosive than, than Jamal. He, Jamal had – Couple really big runs, which, yeah. were, which were great to see. Um, I love what he's doing. I really I, do. Absolutely, I, you couldn't ask more for your second string guy. You know, um, yeah. and he's kind of played a vital role in the offense since the beginning of the season too. Yeah, yeah some even when Swift was one. healthy. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, Swift being dinged up a little bit. It's good to see him get some reps. It's good to see that this guy can still get up and down the field too. Um, yeah. You know, as a veteran running back in the uh, NFL. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a great way to fill in. Just uh, couldn't, yeah. couldn't come out with that W, man. And then you got Craig Reynolds, who who got his first really decent t- uh, taste, I guess. He, he did have only two carries but 30 yards. I mean, a couple explosive plays for him, which is great to see. Um, and if Swift continues to be out, I think he's going to become more and more important. 
Um, yeah, I don't I, think Jamal Williams can handle that load all by himself. Yeah, I, like he, he's not a guy that's going to get 30 touches. Yep. I, I was surprised when I saw Craig Reynolds only had two two rushes, but um, they were also slinging the ball, you know, so they a were lot. able to move move the ball that way. And that was and, working, too. Yeah, it, it really was. And most of it was to Hawkinson. Uh, he, he's had a tough start to the season with only 10 catches for 82 yards heading into this game, along with a touchdown. On Sunday, he had eight catches for 179 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, this team needed someone to step up with, with all of the weapons out that, that we are already mentioned and it was nice to see him do it um it, it seems like where has it been you know he was fighting he was he was catching balls everywhere which is great to see like in you know uh spit or like not in space basically when he's guarded close he was getting those 50 50 balls he also wasn't going down right away that's something a little different for him usually it's catch the ball get hit fall to the ground yeah he had some big plays including i think it was at an 80 yard Almost touched. I almost got to the one. I think he got to the one yard line or something like that. Yeah. Um. That was awesome to see. It was the what I think Lions fans believe he can be, but we haven't really seen it yet. You know, the the Travis Kelseys, the Zacherts when he was in his heyday type thing. Um. Guys that are are a true weapon tight end. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we've we've only gotten to see spurts of it throughout his career because he's either banged up, we don't have a quarterback to get him the ball, or. Um, you know, he's our only offensive weapon and he's getting double teamed every yeah. single play. Um, we've gotten to see little tiny sparks of this. Let's see him stretch it out over the course of a couple games. And, you know, the, the rest of the season, that would be great. But yeah. let's get these other wide receivers back on the field, alleviate a little bit of that pressure for him. Yeah. But let's know that he's there if he's not being blanketed out yep. there. Um, he's still a you know a dangerous asset to that offense. Yeah, yeah, and I was listening to uh, a golf interview with on ninety seven one, um, and they kind of asked him that like, hey, was this Hawkinson just because all the weapons were gone, or was is this like a sign of things to come? And he was like, hey, you know, it's not like we were forcing the ball to him, and that's kind of the key. Is like if, if you're not forcing it, then yeah, it should just it should continue. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily because you don't have all these other weapons. Um, Hopefully, it's so important to have multiple weapons, and if you have one out of the tight end spot, that changes everything. Especially once, um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown comes back, and and James Williams comes back, and guys that you can hit all over the field. I think it's going to be interesting. And the way Ben Johnson's got this offense running is is absolutely incredible. It, yeah. It's great to see. So, um, Josh Reynolds, I did already bring him up, I think, but he had 81 yards and seven catches and a touchdown. 520 yards total, 145 rushing, 375 passing. They're only four of ten on third down, but again, three of three on fourth. They're they're extending drives that way, which is great to see. I think uh, most teams with a similar stat line win that matchup each week. If you if you, oh, yeah. you could you could put any other name up there next to those numbers, and it seems to be a guaranteed W. Yeah. Um, unless you're the Lions, that's unless, basically yeah, where Unless at. you're the, the Lions, I, I picked up Josh Reynolds on fantasy football five minutes before the game. Did you end up starting him too? I did. Nice. And he was yeah. he was my highest point scoring wide receiver on the day, nice. which uh, goes to show that my wide receiver core <laughs> needs a little <laughs> help, um, but a huge uh, little little start. I lost the matchup, but I'm talking points for by the end of the season. Yeah. So. The Lions are leading the league in, in total points per game. They have 35 points per game, which is awesome. Fifth in passing offense, sixth in rushing offense, but I think they're number one in total offense, yards per game. That makes sense. Which is like, man, it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but it's so frustrating. How do you have that in your one and three? Well, 
<laughs> the bad defense. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, luckily, uh, I mean, the Lions are one of Vegas's like favorite plays right now too, because yeah. they, they're doing this. You yeah. Know, they're they're putting up the points and. Um, I was surprised. I didn't expect the Lions to be able to put up this many points without the players that we've already mentioned. Yeah. Um, and. I've, I I think I got to re recalculate how I look at Goff. He is becoming, he he's taking this team and he's 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 leading it. He's leading this offense and he's doing a great job. He's taking care of the football. Obviously, he had the pick six. That's you know if you have just a couple bad throws a game, you it happens. It sucks that he's throwing a couple pick sixes and and crucial points in a game. Um, and that could be the difference, unfortunately. Well, luckily, we're used to that with Matt Stafford. Doesn't he lead he does, the NFL in like pick sixes? I, I think he's like he's got twice as many as second place guys. So, Jeez. Um, over the, over the span of the last however many years. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I think with Jared Goff, it's you know you're in a way this is like your big audition with the Detroit Lions organization. You go out, have a heck of a year, put up some numbers. Um, and you want to talk about maybe extending a contract? I don't know what he's got left. But so at, he's at got the, two years two, after this one. Two I years, believe. yeah. But he becomes like cut a cut candidate basically after this year. This season, is right? What they're saying. So this is a chance for him to audition to the rest of the NFL. You know, these other teams that might be looking for another quarterback next year, maybe yeah. add a veteran into some competition level if Detroit is willing to move on from him. It's an interesting time for him, and I think uh, you know if if he can continue to put up these numbers, you know I'm I'm going to continue to root for the guy. Yeah. Obviously, I want him to go out there and lead us to victory. Missing a couple guys to help us do that right now, um, but I would not be upset if this is a guy that we have a couple for more a couple years, years down yeah. down the road with the weapons that we're putting around. What him. I think it really goes down to, and I don't want to get into mock drafts or anything like that. We obviously have a lot to get into before we start thinking about that. But let's say. You end up let's just say you end up at I think they're they're too good to end up below ten in my opinion. We'll see how things everything shakes up, but I don't want to force a quarterback just because we feel like we have to, and I feel like that's something that I thought we might have to do. But what the way Goff is playing, the way that he is taking the bull by the horns with this offense, we don't have to force it, and that's the exciting thing. Um, could he become a piece, like a trade piece? I personally don't believe he could, uh, just because it's just the way that this league is. I, I if, if Jimmy G didn't get traded, I don't know if yeah. anybody's going to want to take on the contract of Jared Goff in that, a trade right now. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. And you're going to have free agents. You still have the Rodgers saga. I think that's still a thing that he might not be happy. Like I don't, I don't know how that's going to go down, but there's just going to be so many other things going on. I just... I don't think we want to be part of that, and I don't want to trade for Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give up future assets. I don't want to be part of the crazy overpaying for quarterbacks because look at what's going on with, like, Russell Wilson. And, and uh, like, I feel like there was another trade that hasn't gone well. Baker Mayfield isn't going well. I mean, obviously with Deshaun Watson crap, like, that hasn't really gone great so far. So it's like I don't want to be part of that. I would rather build through the draft, get the quarterback, but – or get free agents. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. if we think Ben Johnson's the real deal and it looks like he is, it sounds like he's becoming a, a big name that the league is talking about. Nationwide yeah. media coverage, so too. That's something that, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know. Um, but I would just trust that, you know, if Goff can do this, I think they can bring in somebody else and he could do some 
than pretty similar. You know what I mean? So I uh, did want to get part of the defense here. Um, just what they did, uh, they, they gave up 555 total yards, 320 passing, 235 rushing, 8.8 yards per play. Now, Lions had 7.9, which is great, but defense, man, 8.8, 27 first downs, 9 of 12 on third down for the Seahawks. If that does, like, if it's not the pick six, if it's not anything like that, number is staggering. Like that tells you everything you need to know, and why the Lions didn't win this game. Um, it was just, it was, it was rough. Uh, the time of possession was a blowout, thirty-three six to twenty-six fifty-four. Um, Geno Smith made it look so easy. He was twenty-three of thirty for two hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns. I think he also had a rushing touchdown, right? Yep. Seven seven rushes for forty-nine yards. Um, but Rashard Penny had had a huge game, 17 carries for 151 yards. And then DK Metcalf, seven catches for 149. Tyler Lockett, 91 um, with six. It's just they, they made it look easy. Um, the Lions seemed to shoot themselves in the foot every time that they got them behind the sticks. Just big play after big play. Um, just really, really frustrating. And, and we talked about how, how good the offense has been, the, the defense has been the exact opposite. They're dead last in total defense, 444.8 yards per game. Third to last in pass defense with 279 um, per game. Third to last in rushing defense with 165. And last in points allowed uh, per game at 35.3, which is 6.5 more points than Seattle, who is second to last, which, I mean, that can that, kind of game will do that to both teams but uh it's just it's too bad and i i don't understand the game enough and i I always say this like i can't sit at sit back and look at this and say well this scheme's not working like i don't see the schemes i i just sit and watch the plays so i i don't really i I wish i knew more um it sounds like they're going to be changing up some personnel stuff to try to um make things happen One, one thing that he keeps saying is is there's a player that they can't trust yet, and I'm I don't know who that is. I don't think it's Aiden, but I but it's weird that he's he's that uh, Campbell's coming out and saying that. Um, I, it's it'll be interesting to see once the, you know Sunday comes around with with the Patriots, something's going to be different. It's going to be a different person. I don't know if it's a warrior who who continues to get exposed, but. Um, just really frustrating. Um, again, I don't know the X's and O's, but I sit and watch this Aiden Hutchinson. He continues to struggle. I, he seems tired once the game starts going. I don't, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on Aiden? Like, it, it doesn't look right to me. No, he he looks to be pretty hype, and then, like you said, he, he comes out flat. Um, yeah. It, it could be one, you know, one running play where they stuff a tackle and they set the running back back, and it's like, okay. He looks like he's moving good right yeah. now. And then 10 plays, you don't just, see him make any impact on yeah. the defensive line. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure on the guy. And he's going to be going up against men that he is yet to step on a field with. Um, I've always found that matchup intriguing, too. Like a an edge rusher versus an experienced offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, now Seattle does have two rookies in their tackle positions. Okay. If I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, um, I know so like, that they're rebuilding everything yeah. on the offensive side. Yeah. And I think that's the scariest thing for for me, and I don't want to overreact to Aiden, and and because he does look, he he looks fine. He does blow things up here and there. He he's putting up decent numbers when it comes to pro pro, pro football focus. I think he had a few tackles and some pressures, which is good. 
but it almost seems like they're allowing him to over-pursue and using that motor against him. Um, so I think he's got to change that. But at the same time, it looks like he's getting out-muscled. It looks like he's, he's – I don't know if he's if he's big enough. Yeah. Which is weird to say, but the weight is a big thing, and I don't know. It might he might just be a little too slender for for this game, and the short arms could be an issue too. I've I've heard people say, I don't want to react, but it's it needs a change, because we all saw when he was playing, when he was when he, when we were getting quarterback pressures, and sacks and stuff in, in the Washington game, um, we got a lot of pressure in in the Philly game that I think was a really exciting. But the last two games, it's been the exact opposite, and it changes everything. And that's what's really hurting our defense is no pressure, no organic pressure. Yeah. So we're throwing these blitzes in, and they're ta- the other teams are clearly taking advantage of it. And and that's that's scary to me. It's when you have to change what you want to do just to just to get the pressure. That's where they can really take advantage and, and dominate. And that's what we've seen. Yeah, and I mean, Gino has seen his fair share of blitzes over the years from, you know, different stints on other teams, playing behind Russell Wilson and watching enough film. I mean, I feel like he just had an opportunity to pick that defense apart without Tracy Walker back there that's too. That's a big, yeah. Um, you know, any quarterback that walks into that matchup down – you know, your number one safety is, is already licking their chops on the deep ball, you yeah. know, and that's where we saw DK Metcalf and, and then, Tyler Lockett and make on the some other plays. And on the other hand, they're missing Jamal Adams, and, and that's probably one of the reasons why we were able to move the ball like we were. Yeah. When you're missing your safety. Very good point. That is a, a huge thing. That's why we had such a crazy um, game. Uh, third down's completely unacceptable. 9-12, I already brought that up. Just in, in their long third down plays, too, and that's just – the really frustrating things we get to this point that we're in position to get the ball back. It's zero punts for, for them this whole game. That's just ridiculous. Um, it's just, and it feels like they're being outsmarted because we've seen those plays where I think it was like third and seventeen, right? And we're blitzing for some reason. Bringing and some pressure. They yeah. did a little delay. The dude took it. What forty yards for a touchdown? Yeah, it makes you wonder if like it's not just something blatantly obvious. Because yeah. yeah, like you said, nine for twelve—that's totally unacceptable. And I, I, again, I don't know if that's linebacker play. I think obviously Rodriguez has, has done pretty well, um, but like, I don't know—is Anzalone looking good? Is that the biggest weakness here? I still believe it is, but I don't know if it fixes anything. You know what I mean? And I don't see a way to fix it. Um, this year, and that's what—that's the, the the thing that scares me the most. So it's got to be scheme. It's got you got to find a way to make it happen. Is it give Derek Barnes more snaps, even though he may not have earned it, and just see if he can run with it? I don't know. Um, it's just uh, it's just really frustrating, and it's making me second guess what I thought about uh, Aaron Glenn heading into the season because I thought what he did with the scrubs that we had last year um, was a sign of. Um, things to come and what he could do with a little more talent. Well, we got a little more talent, and it's not going well at all. Yeah, we and, got some guys back too. Yeah, you know, Kuda's looking pretty good through the first few games. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, because I, I go back to Hard Knocks too when they had I forget which episode it was two or three, but where they really like uh, showcase offense versus defense and kind of the smack talk between yeah. the two and. Obviously, they're trying to fluff that up for the camera. Yep. Um, but, man, I, I think this is the reality check. We need to see some change or there might be some bigger changes, like yeah. you said. So it has been talked about to, to um, Dan Campbell about uh, Aaron Glenn and maybe moving on from him. Um, and this was his quote. He said, I've had to do – I've 
had to do this before, and I'm not afraid to make hard decisions. If I really believed that uh, was the cause, basically saying, is Aaron Glenn the, the issue? And he said, I don't believe it is. Um, I believe that Aaron Glenn is the right man for the job, and he gives us our best hope, our best option to run this defense. I just do. So um, obviously the coach is going to say all the right things unless he's already fired the guy. You know what I mean? But I agree with what he's saying. He's, we saw what he did last year with Anthony Lynn. That wasn't going well. He didn't care. He made the decision as a first-time head coach, and, you know, <laughs> he made the decision. It was a tough one, and um, – could have gone really bad, but obviously was the right decision, and, and it worked out well. Um, I, I I don't think – I, I mean, try to find the right way to say this. If he had his doubts, he would move on from them. And that's, I think, the comforting thing, but it's also maybe just going to be the talent thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe this talent is not up to par, and it's linebackers, depth at the, the uh, ends – interior defensive lineman. I mean, Brockers, I, I don't even know if Brockers is on the team other than getting a paycheck. I, I don't see that guy. I mean, yeah. you don't really want to see your interior defensive lineman, but it'd be nice to to get somebody in there making noise. And hopefully, you know, McNeil continues to get better and, um, and yeah. Ruzurike, um I think it needs to get healthy yet. But um, And then also Pascal, uh, we'll see if how he, how they use him because they've talked about using him as an athletic interior um, defensive lineman, but I don't know. We'll see. And and it sounds like he's practicing, but he didn't say he was going to play. So that and that's where I, I'm. Another thing that I'm concerned about heading into this Patriots week, and then the bye. It's like I feel like they're using this as like, all right, we had three weeks to really rest these guys, and then we'll go full 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 bore, if you will. And I don't want to risk losing this game because I think they can get back, get the ship going in the right direction. But I'm nervous about that. If you're not willing to be aggressive this year and or this week and, and start some guys that maybe shouldn't, but maybe should, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and it, I just look at this and I'm just, if they can pr- improve the defense at all, like if they can somehow sneak into the top 25, that this team's going to be legit. If this offense is legit as we think it is. And I have no reason to think that they're not because of what, it, what it's doing. So, um, they did ask uh, Aaron Glenn what what needs to get better. He said not giving not give up points. Uh, he said that kind of tongue in cheek, and he said that's how you fix it. Just not let him score. Uh, easier said than done, I would say. But um, the defense is allowing opposing offenses to record explosive plays nineteen point five percent of the time on third down. That means nearly out of one out of every five third down attempts has resulted in a run of at least 12 yards or a pass of at least 16 yards. And that right there is the biggest reason that it's third down, continues to be an issue, and it's third and longs, it's third and shorts, it's third and everything. And that's where we got to get this thing really figured out. Yeah, too conservative. Maybe they got, you know, a coverage that um, is shelling off guys and giving them a little breathing room in hopes to make a tackle, but... See NFL man, if you're you're not you're not tackling like you used to, first of all, and offensive players are coming at you that are bigger than ever. Um, but if you're given too much room to make these plays, then you're taking yourself right out of the ball game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a cause for concern because on you know on your first and second downs, if you're not getting any quarterback pressure or run pressure, we'll say, um, man, that's easy for offenses to come in and, and take advantage of that defense. Yeah. And heading into this Patriots game, like I 
I'm not gonna, I'm not feeling confident. I'm not saying that it's impossible to win. I'm not saying it's impossible to lose. It's just it's one of those games that you're just gonna show up on Sunday and be like, all right, who's there? All right, how's this gonna look? Because we'd have no idea if if Mac Jones is gonna play or is it gonna be the Bailey Zappi or is Brian Hoyer gonna play? Like, sounds it's like just, yeah, it sounds like uh, they they also just signed another quarterback. So that probably means Hoyer's out. Yeah, and I don't think Mac Jones is is ready to go. It doesn't sound like he's gonna be ready for this weekend. Which I I don't know. I, so if we're not beating the Patriots with their third string team, we know what they're gonna be doing. They're yeah, gonna be they're running, gonna the be running the ball. And we, they got yeah. two running backs that are you know. Uh, they split carries just like most teams in the yeah. NFL, and if we don't play right, they're going to run all over us. Um, so we're going to have to focus on stopping that run, stuff in the middle. Yeah. And uh, regardless of who's there for quarterback, uh, force them to make plays with their arm, and um, you, we should be able yeah. to shut that, you that gotta make, down. Let's say it's Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi. you got to make them beat you. They don't have weapons through the air. They're going to run the ball. I don't know how to beat a good running game. I don't know what they need to do differently. Obviously, you want to get thicker up front, um, not pursue as much on the edges, and just do your assignments. But your linebackers, they got to make tackles too. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest thing. I don't know what it's going to, what the change is going to be, but it feels like it'll be along the lines of linebackers, maybe even safety. I'm curious if Will Harris is going to get a chance at at safety here. He was drafted as a as a safety. Um, Obviously, been been moving to corner. I just don't know if anybody else is ready to take that safety position. So um, that might be what he's talking about, or maybe he's going to bring in Will Harris to take Warrior spot. I, I don't know. Um, I just have no feel of this game. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm just expecting the worst. I'm expecting another close loss. Is basically where I'm at, just because that's what what happens. And it's, but man, they have the ability to win this game. That's that's for darn sure. So. Uh, we'll kind of just go from there.